When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat because you're listening to the Dubland Podcast with Suzanne and PJ. Dubyard, Dubland Podcast, up your ear holes. It's just I'm inexperienced in the now. field of button pushing, that's all it is. And, um, uh, yeah. Right. It's a nice song. <laughs> Oh, the empty oh, chair. The empty chair. Who's in the empty chair? Who's in the empty chair? Who's in the, I don't know. Is it a pathetic fallacy? Boom. What is? The empty chair. Animal facts. Animal, animal facts. Animal facts. No. Animal facts. I got animal. No. Animal. No, I can't think of a jingle with animal facts in it. Animal well, facts. To be honest with you, you have the basics. Facts. You have the words. Animal facts. Animal facts. I do, got do, do. those animal facts. Do, 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 do. So tell me, PJ, what's an animal fact of the day? Dalmatians used to be used to escort fire brigades. That's the truth. Why? Because they were very uh, fast, very healthy, very fit. They could keep up with the horses in an emergency. And then if any other animals or went for the horse's legs, they'd attack them and sprint and say, Hey, we're on the way to a fire here. So that's why they were there. Animal facts. I got animal <laughs> facts. There's <laughs> a section of the show we won't be using anymore. Uh, nope. That's pretty much it. Animal facts. I got animal facts. What's crack? Uh, Grant, how many fucking storms can one country have in three weeks? I'm just pissed off that when it gets around to S, that it's Steve. I was hoping for a Susie. Oh, there's a storm Steve coming, isn't Yeah, there? but see, well, like, but no, we have to get there yet, because we're only yeah. on uh, H. We're on Gertrude. H. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, G. Gertrude. Yeah, so H is next, is what I'm saying. So H, H- will oh, be yeah. the next Oh, yeah, so what's week? H? Who is that one? Henry, Harriet. Hugo? No, we had Hugo, didn't we? I Do think. We? I don't anyway, know. This, but anyway, when it gets around to S, it's Steve, I think, which is really disappointing. It's not a good name for a storm. I hope it's a disappointing storm, like most Steves. I hope it's bland and a bit disappointing, like most Steves. Now, there's exceptions to the rule. You're looking at me like the Steves now that'll be hurt. Steve, if you're out there, your feelings shouldn't be hurt. I'm sure you're the exception. <laughs> but generally, picture a Steve. Picture a Steve. Now, see, yeah. all I can think about is is I got my garf, my friend Steve. Well, I think one of Joey's best pals is called Steve. What's he like? Dull out, drink a water of a man, isn't That's he? him. Hey, is Steve. There... <laughs> <laughs> Steve Davis Kidding. springs to mind. That's Steve. Yeah. Uh, other famous Steves. What other famous Steves? Well, there's Stephen Roach. But oh, it's not Stephen Steve. Roach. He, yeah, he's a bit of a wet blanket. Steve Jobs. Uh, Steve Jobs. He was no crack. Yeah. Yeah, see, there's no Steve isn't. I'm telling you, if you put all the Steves of the world into a room together... You wouldn't name a storm after all of them. You'd say no. It's not. A, it's not. A, it's not. Yeah, a I think Susie name. would be a. Susie's a good name for yeah, a storm. It's a great name yeah. for a storm. You'll never meet a Susie that isn't, you know, Sparky. Sparky Susies. They're all the same. They're all the those Susies. Yeah, I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah, yeah, they're all. I've never met a Susie that there wasn't like a part of me, a percentage of me, an eighth of me, say, 08 percent of me that wasn't afraid of to some degree. You're right. So there you go. They all have a. Li- they say SS Susie Sparky. So even when we're doing this podcast, there's a part of me that's shitting myself. You should be. <laughs> Ah. Beyond tender hooks at all. Speaking of names, actually, yeah. Every year, I don't actually know whether you pay any attention to this. They release the top ten names, boys and girls' names of oh, the year do. before. Yeah. Now I have a child. My whole goal in life is to never make the top twenty names because that means that he's going to go to school. Like there is a lot of ushings anyway. You're such a hipster. You're the, your the type of person that ends up calling your son Jebediah Mudahoof. I was gonna call Kane. him. I was well, he's Donnelly, but I was gonna call him. Uh, I was gonna call him Moonbeam. Moonbeam Donnelly. Do no, I wasn't. A bird started written in crayons. Yeah. The reason I'm telling you this is because they've now released the most popular animal names, pet names. Oh, have they? See. Ah, now you got me. Now you got me. So what? If, what's give me them? Hit me them. So what's your? Are they in order of animal or is yeah, it? Yeah. Just... So the top. Do you want to try and have a, a guess? Uh, dogs. Yeah, okay, we'll start with cats first. Okay, cats. I reckon... So the cat top owner. three. Cat owners are very unusual. And they normally go for human names because cats are the replacement humans for a lot of people. Uh, ooh, I don't know. Ethel? No. Ethel. No. 
Ethel is definitely in the top ten. It's not. Okay, well then I haven't a clue. Okay, so for cats, the top two. Number one? Yes. Kitty. Kitty. No, not very adventurous. See, this is the problem with cat people. Number two? Derek. Tiger. <laughs> Tiger and Kitty. They're shit names. See again though, it's like it's you're hitting you're hitting the obvious nail into the into the round hole. That's true. I think you should be hitting I like triple barreled names. I hate people with triple barreled names. You know, like Tara Palmer Tompkinson mm-hmm. or Camilla John, Parker Bowles. All that sort of thing. But it's great for a cat. It's great for a cat. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Whiskers, Tiddlesome, Le- Morrison? Yeah, Le- yeah, exactly. Lionel Montgomery Patterson would yeah. be a great name for See, a cat. See, I think for, I would go for that for dogs. I would go with it, like for a cat. I really don't care. I'd probably just call the cat cat. Actually, I'm not even going to have a cat. I hate them. You don't like animals, though. Unless you're eating them with chips, you don't like them. Exactly. Had duck the other night. Oh, it's the only way to have a duck, but I'm not going we there again. We won't go there again. Can you guess the top three, or you, let's go with the top two dog names. Are they very obvious? There's a part of it that I go, that it's half of my dog beliefs, and the other half of it are, ooh, interesting. So Blackie. Incorrect. Rover. Incorrect. Bingo. Incorrect. Lassie. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so basically. Derek. No, you're onto something there. So the top two, two names are human names. So Charlie is the top dog's name. Good name for a and dog. And Molly is the top dog's Fantastic name. Fantastic names for dogs. Which coincides kind of with the top 20 kids' names. Because Charlie and Molly... So that's a, that's a confusing household. That's a good, like <laughs> if you have the dog and the child's called Charlie and everything. Um, and Jack, which is a number one name for across the board, basically, for kids and animals alike. Is it? Yep. Jack. Jack is really popular. But if I had a dog, I'd, I'd give him... I'd call him like a name. I give him like a man's name, like that. I call him like, like Jack. Der- yeah, no, but I wouldn't call him Jack. I'd call him like Brian, Derek, Rupert, Alphonsus. I go with one of those. Yeah, what do you see, call your dog, Lilo? Lilo, yeah, because a Lilo, Lil and bread. See, oh I th- my god, bread. Yeah, so because I think you should call the dogs by yeah human names, but that aren't like sophisticated names. A cat deserves a sophisticated name. Because the cat's always looking at you thinking, I'm better than you, you know I'm better than you, and the second you stop fucking breeding, you're food. You are my food, and I'm going to put you where you deserve, which is in a poop in the back garden. That's where you belong. That's what a cat's thinking. Whereas a dog looks at you, and he's just thinking, oh, we're such good buddies. So you need buddy names for a dog. Yeah. So that's why, like, uh, you know, Derek, and Bingo, yeah. and Ringo, and Wendy, and Harriet... You know, they're all great names for dogs, I think. Susie's a great name for dogs. There is, in fairness, I know a couple of dogs called Susie. And Brilliant name for dogs. My cousin, they have a dog called Ben, but they adopted Ben. They like they got him from a so, shelter. Yeah. He already had his name, but she's twin boys, Sam and Ben. So she was like, I can't change the dog's name and I can't change my son's name. So the two Bens lived in harmony together. Gorgeous retriever, actually. Ben and Ben. Yeah, so Ben and Ben were the best friends ever. That's brilliant. Yeah, there's a lot of Susie dogs. How would you be upset by that? It's such a compliment. I never understand that. And you tell someone, I'm going to call my dog Ronnie. And then your mate Ronnie goes, what? What do you mean? They get upset. It's like the ultimate compliment. Okay, I'll, I'll remember it's that. It's the ultimate it, compliment. You used to say in school, what was that? Um, a dog is bitch. <coughs> a bitch is... A, a bitch is, sorry. A bitch is a dog. A dog is nature. Nature is wonderful and so am I. Yeah, it's great logic. And then he used to do this one. Are you this? Are you this? Oh, yeah, or yeah. Are you this? Which is the finger thing. That was the thing. Because for some reason, being gay in school was the most horrifying thing in the world. Well, because I didn't know what gay was. Yeah. Are you a Benny tied to a tree or are you a Benny on the loose? Remember that? <laughs> Never heard that. No. That must have been a Northside thing. Are you Benny tied to a tree or Benny on the loose? Uh, 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 the pressure. AG, AGR, AGR. Do you not No, Kiss Cuddle and Torture was. Uh, was what? My, yeah. So that did you play that in like school? That sounds it, it like was, it was essentially kiss chasing. Prison for. Well, at a later age, kiss cuddle and torture was essentially kiss chasing. But for me, as a young like teenager, like my mates, people fancied them. I was everybody's friend. I wasn't the looker of the group, so it was my time to shine. So I ran really slowly, going, and then the, the boys would grab you and they go kiss cuddle or torture, and they'd be gone. Please, please say torture. Please say torture, and I'd be like, or a cuddle. Oh, um, you got the choice. The girls yeah, got the, the choice. Whoever, if you, if whoever caught. Got the choice of what maybe we were playing it wrong. Did but you yeah. play this in your thirties? Was it because that's not something kids play? That's like some, that's like the kids in or the when people meet up adults and they throw their driving keys into a bowl. I don't want to talk about the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> Kiss, cuddle, torture. It's mm. not. I'll have all three, please. 
at Suzanne 4FM if you remember Kiss Cuddler Torture because we played it and actually we played it in second or in not in secondary school in primary school but like we were maybe fourth or fifth or sixth class and I know that the, the school shut it down it all got a bit got a bit much the boys were punching too hard yeah, no shit there was the teachers people were kissing <laughs> it was the teachers the kids weren't playing where's Mr and Mrs uh, where's the maths teachers oh they're off playing Kiss Cuddle and Torture in the staff room yeah Safe words. Uh, see, the Young Scientist exhibition is on. Uh, the Young Scientist exhibition. I can't. I was genuinely. I wrote some stuff down because I was actually absolutely uh, staggered, if that's a word, staggered at the shit that kids get up to in school. Stunned. No. St- uh, yeah, it was more staggered because it was. It sort of, you know, I, I, I didn't hit me like a lightning bolt. It just sort of gradually sent me back to my days in school. When I, a teacher used to come in, do their best to ignore us because they were playing kiss, cuddle and torture or whatever the hell they were doing <laughs> in the staff room. And, they, you know, they just generally hated us. And as long as we were quiet, they didn't bother us and we didn't That's bother true. them. And the proactivity of schools now, where they actually give oh, a shit yeah. whether you want to fucking learn or not. And I the mean, teachers I never are all into that. it. Like The teachers are all, like, encourage them and so whatnot. So weird, isn't it? Yeah. But they are, they, they, some of the stuff that the kids are doing in the... In the... Go on. I, I, I saw one of them and I kind of went, it's both very clever and also nerd. Oh, they're all nerds. Yeah. Ah, no, hold on. Let's not, let's not lose the run of ourselves. They're all nerds. <laughs> like, every one of those kids spends... The other 12 months of the year or 11 months of the year getting wedged within an inch of his life. Let's and excited about getting to the RDS. Yeah, and very excited about getting to the RDS. Right, I want to see if you have the one that I noticed, so go on. Right, it's just that I'm just impressed by these kids because I was still trying to figure out how to use a chair. You're still trying to figure out how to use your Mickey, never mind a chair. I know. I, uh, my what Mickey, is this for? My Mickey's probably the only thing I know how to use correctly. Everything else. <laughs> I couldn't pull up a shelf, but I can use that Mickey. Uh, okay, three sap. Uh, it doesn't sound very arresting, say these students from Wicklow, right? From the Dominican College. But the students there, they've come up with a way to desalinate seawater. So, you know the way there's a shortage of world water? Yeah. They've found a way of using tree sap. So, all natural substances to take the salt out of water. I'm, I'm actually genuinely impressed. That's, that's pretty amazing. Like. Ca- kids mm. have figured this out. Honestly. I honestly was wondering. What are they third year? Is, is, um, or is it across the years? Like, are they third year? Or are they 15, Oh, I 16? forgot to write that down. I don't okay. know what years any of them are. They're right. young. They're, okay. they're not 30. Uh, young scientists from Our Ladies Bower, Bower in Westmead, they've also found a use for discarded products, right? So they get crushed eggshells and they can make uh, fuel out of it. Diesel and petrol out of crushed eggs. Crushed eggs! Do you know what I can make out of a crushed egg? Fart. Methane. I might be able to set fire to it if I get my aim right. That's all, that's all I can do with eggs. A students from Sutton Park, this is kind of unbelievable, right? Uh, they, they've designed, seriously now, this is actually, they've done it like, a, a heavy stealth aircraft that can evade radar <laughs> detection while increasing fuel efficiency. Oh, that's just, that's a bit worrying. Now, let me just say this morning, right? I was over the fucking moon because I found a place that sells diesel for under 111 a litre. That was the highlight of. Are you that's sure my, it's legit. Yeah, I don't care. I found it. <laughs> if you get if you get a dipstick on the way home and you get done, I will play this and be like, I won't. The, the campus station on Eastwall Road. <laughs> it's one eleven a litre. One eleven for now. Unbelievable. And these kids, while I'm trying to figure out how to get a half a tank of diesel for good money, they've figured out how to make a, an aircraft to avoid radar detection and use its anti-radar ability to save fuel. Fuck me. Honest to jeez, these are Irish kids. Like, 10 years ago, I mean, not 10 years ago, but like, 100 years ago, their grandfather was riding a horse to work. Yeah. I just don't fucking... You'd never even heard of air travel. No, you wouldn't have heard it. Well, you would have, you might have heard of it, but you wouldn't have believed in it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And smart nappies. Did you see the smart nappies? This is amazing. Well, right? as an owl, I probably might have an interest in this one. Right. So, you put the nappy on the kid, mm-hmm. and the nappy gives you health feedback on the child, right? So you put the nappy on the kid and the nappy has sensors around its body. It takes the kid's temperature. It sees if there's rashes. It can identify rashes. It can identify skin abnormalities. Stop. And then, yeah, and it'll send a message to your phone to tell you, hey, you better have a look inside the nappy again because there's a bit of a pooper duper going on there and it's going to create a problem. Unbelievable. And the hyperconjects of the world will be putting themselves into a size five of those. <laughs> and you took the words out of my mouth. I would love a smart nappy. <laughs> I would absolutely love a smart nappy. I would wear a smart nappy. Smart- now, obviously, if you're going out to meet people, you might not wear the smart nappy. PJ, are you coming out? No. No. What's that rustling sound? Nothing. Although, do you know what? It'd be a great way, if, say if you were a single lad and you were going out on Tinder dates 
and you were like, I want to hold back and I want to behave myself. You know, and if you were wearing a oh, smart it's... nappy, you wouldn't push for the ride on the first day. You'd be like, you'd not, because you'll know as soon as you drop the drawers and she sees you're wearing your smart nappy, she'd be like, are you wearing smart pants? He'd be like, yeah, no, it's just in case just... I needed a wee and I forgot about it when I was drunk. Or just in case I got a rash or there was a wart on my bum or I was getting spots around the leg area. You had or a smart my, nappy. My poop was abnormal. I was or, just or, Yeah, or maybe I'm on the way to a runny bum and my skin is overheating. You know, it's something you would do when you're married, but you'd have to break it to someone gently. All I want in life, I'm 40, is comfort. And if I'm wearing a fucking nappy in the pub where I get a readout on my phone. what you wish for. That tells me my temperature on my willy is all right. Then I am wearing it. I don't care anymore. I've lost the ability to give a shit. Someone might look at me and say, look at that old pervert. His nappy sticking out the back of his jeans, sitting at the bar drinking the smithics. And I'd be there going, yeah, fart. Check the phone. Temperature all right. I don't care what you think. I'm a middle-aged man. And my nappy is making me healthier than it is you. If to you change be- your own nappy. Of course you would. Definitely. Baby wipes and everything. Actually, if you use... Ba- have you come with the... Yeah, I do use baby wipes a lot. For your bottom. Oh, no. I, I do. My child. Oh, I use them from my bottom. Don't flush them. I do, yeah. Don't flush them. Yeah, I do. Never had a problem. Never had a problem. You say that until one day. When you use <laughs> baby wipes, you can never go back to the dry. You can never do it. They give I, a very good clean. You get a real you clean. Calcine then after. You could eat your dinner off it. You could eat your dinner off your own hoop after you clean up with baby wipes, and then you go back to use it. And then you get caught out, and you're just on the dry stuff in the pub or something. Like I have to go home for a shower. I have to go home for a shower. If I don't have the the baby, wipe, I have to have a shower. I will wash my bottom with a hose properly. Anyway, there's information nobody needed. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying. I fear we've gone too far with these nappies. <laughs> I fear. All I'm saying is. But you see, it's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm, try, I'm like I'm trying to think about coming out of a nappy phase with a one and a bit year old. What age is your husband? What age is Joey? So it'd be great if just as uh, Ushin came out of his nappy wearing phase that Joey says, you know, I'm not going to give the smart nappy a try, Susie. <laughs> I'm going fuck off. What do you reckon, Susie? I'm going to. I got I was up the RDS at the home fair, <laughs> and uh, there was an English lad there with a remote control nappy. I'm after buying two of them, one for me. And one for, oh uh, one for the lads. And you know what? The thing about it is, is that realistically, those nappies would take off, not only for lunatics like you, but also just for, because when you have kids, like the like genuinely, the amount of shit that I bought for Roisin, and just like absolute nonsense. I kind of go, oh, it wasn't money well spent, was it? No, the whole four grand worth of shit that's in the corner. Yeah, but money well spent is not money you remember. You don't buy memories of money well spent. I'll say that much. Money well spent is money on bills and money on responsible shite. Money that makes you, you buy a memory when you buy shit. I'm all for spending money on shit. I'm into it. Because you buy nonsense, you never forget it. I always look back on lads. They, I remember people ridiculing lads because in the boom, they were spending money on all sorts of nonsense. So you ended up this guy who was back living in his ma's. He's got up, to, he's a million euro in debt and they say he's nothing to show for it. But it turns out he's actually got a French speaking robot. <laughs> And a smart nappy. And a smart nappy. And people say, I bet you're sorry you spent the money on the robot and the nappy now. But I bet you there's a part of him saying, man, I enjoyed every bit of it. Blow your money. It's I'm all for blowing money. It's a great idea to blow money. I, money doesn't suit us. We're not made for money. No. Irish people were supposed to get money and we're supposed to get rid of it. We knew during the good times it wasn't going to last that's why when the Germans and the French said would you like some money we were like give us a yeah. give us a give us the money give us the money and then they came back like 12 years later says where's the money he says we don't know speed bumps or some shit I don't know what we did we were there going I'm a million euro in debt but hold on a second I just checked what's happening in my smart nappy we didn't give a shit we knew it wasn't going to last money doesn't suit Irish people we're better off blowing it blow the fucking thing I, I used to do it in my stand up I don't do it anymore but I used to do it in the stand up years ago but like Going broke was hilarious for us. It was hilarious for us. We used to be the country that helped other countries. Going around in Mercs and Beamers and acting, swanning around, helping, seeing ads on TV. Some fella going, this is Zimbabwe. He cannot get to the well. Can you send him five euros a month? Your five euros a month could give Zimbabwe a new school and could get him money to get to the well so he can make it the family. And we were like, and we were there giving a fiver. Give that lad a hundred euro a month. We have loads of money. Loads of fucking money. There was Polish people running around. Now, they have ads in Nigeria where there's people going, this is Badrick. He <laughs> has a seven bedroom house in Kalani. He can never afford to get out of this shit. 
His daughter is seven years old. She does not even have fake tan for her Holy Communion. Please help these people. They are in so much trouble. <laughs> well, that's the way we <laughs> were. so true, though, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know how people are in yeah, the recession. never have to pay it back. <laughs> yeah, never. Magic money. Magic, magic money. It's all the French and German pensions. Magic. Oh. I knew one fella who bought himself a lovely car, in fairness, and then when the recession came, he didn't actually lose out. He was at that level where he was just going to tip along grand. And uh, fair play to him, more power to him. But he sold his car because he was mortified <laughs> going around in a fancy car during the recession. He said, no, I couldn't do it. Bought himself a Corolla. Little Aldi or stock and ski gear. We're out, lads. In your <laughs> face, Angela. We're out. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we're quite out. The it's optimism there. is there. Do you know how I know as well that we're nearly there? I went to a, I was in a pub. Uh, actually, I was at a gig. And I went to the toilet and there was an African man. In it. I haven't seen that in ages. Oh, are we back? Yeah, it was an African man in the toilet. And I thought, well, that, that means people are throwing money around again. Yeah. And then, do you, know what a, do you know what a friend of mine said about it? This is gas, right? Go on. A friend of mine comes to me and goes, uh, listen, do you know what that is, dear? It's uh, like a protection racket. So they come up, right, and they say, you're going to let me do that uh, or else there's going to be an accident. You know what I mean? You're going to, something's going to happen to your venue. Your venue might burn down. And I was like going, are you serious? Like, this is the most unthought out racism I've ever heard in my life. So you can imagine, right, how this is going to go down is your man walks in and goes, I'm going to stand in your toilet all night long. I'm going to listen to the farting and the shitting and the pissing. I'm going to smell the poop of a million strangers. I'm going to stand there and you cannot do anything about it. Like, what the fuck would anyone want to do that for? You wouldn't really sign up for that. And then listen, you, you just know what, go, the, I'm the, the insurance man. And you go, are you really? What company? I'm going to give me your money or I'll burn your fucking place to the ground, man. As if he's in there with his mop going, money, money, money. <laughs> um, I want to talk to you about a crisis that I'm having. Oh, good. Great. I love when you're in crisis. So if you have a crisis, uh, PJ's always happy to help. Dublinpodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email or tweet us. Okay, yeah. What is it? I'm, I'm a serious head on, yeah. So you know that I'm 35. I do. And I'm the mother of one. Yes. And I'm a wife. You are indeed. So basically, if you were trying to sum me up, you would say your ship has sailed. What do you mean? You're having um, a midlife crisis. No, it's quarter life crisis because I'll live for probably till I'm 90 just to piss people off. But it's, it's. I'll tell you what the problem is, PJ. Snapchat. Why? And I feel you like, feel immature if you go on it. No, it's not, doesn't do the maturity. I feel like I've no business being there. And yet I have, what's that called that the youngsters call it? Fear of missing out. Oh God, yeah. Don't so, worry about it. Thanks. Get this nonsense out of your head. Okay. Who's putting this in your head? Who's looking Me? at you? Well, you stop listening to you then. Okay. You're a bad influence on yourself. I am, but that's, that's one what... of the reasons I like myself so much. No, you're a bad influence on yourself. Anytime you start telling yourself what you should and shouldn't be doing, say, Suzanne, get out of my brain. My brother's on Snapchat. He's 40. He's the same age as you. He's 40. 40. And I'm like, going, what are you doing? He's like, Snapchat. And all his mates, they're all out, lads. Yes, and there's nothing wrong with it. Snapchat is basically just... I don't know if it's, I have enough to bring a story to a day. I mean, there could be... I, you know, I put a lot of social pressure on myself when it comes to social okay, media. Okay, well, think about it this way. Forget the story. Okay. Don't worry about the story. Get right. this word story out of your head. You don't even have to use the story bit. Okay. Think of it as a text message you couldn't be bothered typing. Think about it as that. I don't take a good picture, but I could take pictures of other things. So someone sends you a message. What are you at? You take a picture of yourself cooking. That's what you're at. Someone says, are you in the middle of something? Take yourself a picture of yourself sitting in traffic lights. You're in the middle. You're, you're, it's, think of it as a and text. And random people just send you messages. Yes, they do. You, I, I, we could just take a picture of you sitting in your nappy. A man sent me a picture of his willy. That's my fear. Well, I've brightened up my day. You see, as a man, Mickey picks, they're not really the thing I would get a lot of. And sometimes I feel like it's I'm more, missing out. It's more something you distribute. I don't distribute Mickey Pickies <laughs> to anybody. But it's, this is the thing, you see. On, <laughs> no, no on, there's no I judgment here. This is a safe No, line. I haven't sent a Mickey Pick, but there's a reason for it. I think it's part and parcel. It seems to be now, if you're dating, it, it just seems to be normal. Like they, they all send... Totally normal. You know, I've discussed this with, with people who I know are single who have, and they're like, well, your face isn't attached to it. It's not like in a lineup, someone will go, yeah, that's my Mickey. Like, it could be anybody's Mickey. See, they would with me, because I'm so covered with tattoos, you could read me like a book. Do you know what I mean? Sorry, have you got. Uh... No, not, not on me, Mickey. But, like, it would have to be an extreme close up oh, for you not to see like, leg tattoos. You don't, you don't have. Yeah, and you need to get a bit of angle. <laughs> yeah, and you need to get an angle. It's like your face. It's like a Mickey selfie is the same as a face selfie. You have to get a good angle. Right. You don't want the double chin. You want it all looking sleek. 
Right. Now I'm guessing I've never sent a Mickey picky, but you've, I'm just saying if I was going to do it, it if you were going to do it, you wouldn't just take a shot and send it off because it would look very biological, look very scientific. So you'd have to have a romantic Mickey. You'd want it sort of in the right light. Do you know what I mean? You'd I want... know. I, I understand where you're coming and from. And then you know you'd have to make sure that it's standing at the right length, and you'd have to, you know you'd have to put some tall into pressure. it. You know you'd need the shading in the right areas. You might notice you, you didn't shave the under armor. So you might have to shave your under armour. Extra length. Extra, you know, for and just for cleanliness, you know. Yeah. Who, buddy, who wants a scruffy Mickey Picky? Nobody wants a scruffy. Most people don't want Mickey Pickies anyway. But like a hipster Mickey Picky, would that not have, would a hipster Mickey not have a little bit of hair, I would think? I thought about this. I was thinking about doing a bald beard just for the crack, right? Uh, and it's just never going to work. Because what happens is, and it was, a bald beard is much easier way of shaving. Because I think in 2016, let's face it. I'm trying to figure out how we got here. If you don't do some kind of shaving down there, it's bad manners. Yeah. It's like farting in public. It's bad manners. <laughs> it is. Anything could happen. You could walk out, get hit by a bus. And years ago, all you had to have was clean underwear. Now, they pull down your pants. You've got an, a deranged circle of bush hanging around. The doctors aren't going to want to go near you. No. Nobody's wanting to go near you. They're going to say he, this person has... They're probably Snapchat. No respect for themselves. The this guy. This was obviously a suicide attempt. This person has no respect for themselves. They didn't shave out. Look, they've got an untrimmed bush of self-hate in their pants. Okay. So you have to it's do a something. a lot of toss. Yeah. So I thought the hipster, the ball beard, right? Because mm-hmm. it would be easier to do. Very hard to shave the balls. They're very saggy. There's a lot going on, a lot of movement. But to do the top bit, no problem. So you just shave off the top bit and you go Amish. So it's like an Amish person with a big nose. Nothing on the top and a big ball beard. And I had a look at it and I have to say... It looks ridiculous. You can't pull it off. Maybe in the, maybe in fifty years it'll be a thing I to differ. with the young people. But the ball beard, it, well, okay, maybe it looks funny, but it definitely doesn't it look. It wasn't that bad. I was anyway. It looks like you're a maniac if you have a ball beard. It looks like it's the it's the See, head equivalent of the bald in the middle and long on the sides and back. See, you've put a lot of thought into this, and I don't think that girls would really be paying that much attention to it. Whereas, are you going to take it out with the lads and go? What do you think? Okay, I guarantee, I guarantee, you take if a girl might not notice the trim, but if she if you she's seen your ball, if she's seen full on ball beard with the be, nose and the beard with, and, and the nothing on the top, she would be horrified. She wouldn't touch you. Imagine, imagine you're in the pub, you're a lad, you're in the pub, you're having your pint, you're there with your smittics, you're wearing your nappy and you have your ball beard, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, someone comes in and says, "Ah, you wouldn't mind uh, come back to my house? You'd be there, oh, Japers, why not?" And then she sees your nappy and your ball beards. You're never, you're kicked to the touch. You're never. She's gonna think you're deranged. Having a crisis. Yeah, it's not. I'm not a weirdo. I'm a middle-aged man <laughs> who likes the comfort of a nappy and yet likes to trim themselves with a beard. And I thought that as women, we just had problems in the sense that we had to, you know, you have to worry about your legs being shaved, you have to wear right knickers on and whatnot. But for like, it turns out for the lads, you're under the same pressure. We're under a lot of pressure. Women don't appreciate how much pressure a man's under because men can't talk about it, even to each other. Men can't talk about it. You Can have you to not? just. Could you not sit in guess. the pub with your mates and go? So I was thinking about giving my ball sack a beard. No, you have to guess. You have to go with it. A friend of mine, absolutely lovely guy, bald on top, hair everywhere else. So from the neck down, he's like a gorilla. Poor right. fella. You hug him, and he actually you can feel him. Like a pillow. Oh, I love that. He can, the he can hair. squish in a little bit, right? Mm. He's the only man friend I have I like hugging just because it gives me a giggle. To feel the amount of hair. Like a little, or I shouldn't, I'm not going to say that. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, like a little orangutan man, right? And he's lovely though. Nicest fella in the world, but so hairy. And he started going out with someone a while ago. Mm-hmm. And he uh, decided, I'll shave. I'll give me nethers, the nail nether regions to shave. Yeah. And he started going and he didn't know when to stop. And then he realised the hair on his legs was mixing into the hair near his balls and up into the hair in his stomach and he just kept going a little bit and then a little bit too much and he said then he ended up with really hairy legs a hairy stomach hairy sides and a total ball because he looked like a dog that had just had an operation <laughs> so he looked like he just had an operation oh, and he, he wouldn't have sex with this girl for like a month he was holding out and holding out and she thought it was because he was such a gentleman but it was basically because he was mortified if he took off his jocks she would have just seen this white patch don't just do that under the covers for the initial. Ah, uh, no, you can't. You can't. Don't she you feel? You stay the night. You wake up the next morning. You're having the crack. You've both forgotten about it. Want to go for breakfast? Yeah, let's go for breakfast. Where we go? Oh, there's a lovely place around the corner. Yeah, you jump out of bed. All of a sudden, you've got a square ball patch around your willy. She's going to go, do you know something I actually just remembered? I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're insane. I'm sorry to say I'm concerned happened. about your shaving. Yeah, I'm not into this. Passions. Yeah, that yeah. happens. 
I'm totally revealing too much. I'm not into these podcasts anymore. I'm revealing way too much about myself. It feels like some weird form of absolute therapy. You know what it I mean? is. There's not a lot left to the imagination because of these podcasts. No. So the long and the short of it is... Uh, and you reveal follow- nothing. You just sit there grinning. Smiling Encouraging at my moronic yeah. behaviour. Um, the long and the short of it is, is uh, follow PJ on Snapchat. He'll get the old dick pics going. You won't get a dick pic. I've never sent... <laughs> Ask him for one. I've never sent a Mickey pic. Hey, you know the way we do... Um, we started the podcast in October. Yeah. Uh, have a hero of the week this week. Oh, who's it? Yeah. It's um, a show on RTE who have this new really deadly feature. What? Oh, yeah. It's called Hero of the Week. Imagine, where did they get that I have from? no idea. Where did they get that from? No idea. So they're my Hero of the Week. <laughs> For being, um, oh, what's that? Brazen. One? Yeah. Brazen. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I was sitting the other day and uh, watching telly and I happened to go on just because I was kind of laughing. I was like, oh, I'm going to go onto their Facebook page and saw it and went. So I went, no, hang on. Fair's fair. We started the podcast in October. Maybe they've been doing this. For longer than that. For longer. Maybe actually we've ripped them off. Unknowingly, we've ripped them off. No, just back in January, brand new feature, Hero of the Week. It's gas. Yeah, so they're my hero of the week. You know who you are. You saps, yeah. <laughs> you pack of bleeding tinks. You bleeding tinks. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're my hero of the week for this week. There's only one hero of the week for me this week. It has to be. Uh, of course. Who? David Bowie. Uh, yeah, I should. I wish I had another one in the backup just to change it. But yeah, it's David Bowie. I mean, honestly. Bowie or Bowie? It's Bowie. I uh, See, this is the thing. I would have said Bowie, and then I've heard people say Bowie and Bowie. And look, the great, the legend... It was either him or Kim Jong-un, so I decided to go with David Bowie because uh, Kim Jong-un did this hilarious thing where he climbed to a mountain in a full suit and, uh, and a jacket and a pair of clippity-clipped shoes. <laughs> and a smart nappy. Yeah, so obviously they dropped him off in a helicopter and they just claimed he... It was a very funny photograph. He's absolutely... He's no sweat, no nothing, just no perfectly... Sweat. Yeah, he just climbed up the mountain. You want to see what... He's a picture of him at the top of the mountain looking like he just stepped out of a salon he looks absolutely perfect and he says uh, Kim Jong-un climbed to the top of the mountain to see his people and he's like standing in the coat and the suit and the hall, not a bother perfect. at him perfect immaculate just immaculate <laughs> I love that but uh, I think David Bowie tops him slightly but I think he tops him and it's gas like I'm telling everyone I can't believe he's dead and there's a little bit of an upset to it you kind of go Jesus like I grew up Hearing his music like every so often. So many generations. You know, it would come out and then there would be another song with Mark Time. The Dancing in the Street was a real mo- moment in time. And so even when we started doing naked camera bits, it was some of his music that we used, it would really mark your time. And then someone goes, gets all upset with you because you say you like David Bowie. You know, the super fans, the super musos come out. Yeah. So someone said to me yesterday, you know, he had different color eyes. I was there, no, I never knew that. They were like, you're not a fan. You're not a... Call yourself a Bowie fan. Well, no, I just... What was his blood type then? Yeah, yeah, what was his blood type? You bleeding need Jesus Christ. Cancer is... You're not a Bowie fan. Do you have a tattoo on your manicky of him? No. Oh, God. Do you remember this... What's track four on the Ziggy Stardust uh, Goes to the Enterprise album? I'm like, I don't know. I didn't ah. even know there was an album called that. You Go don't on. even deserve to be talking about him. You don't even deserve to be talking about him. This is the thing, though, isn't it? Because... It, the one thing about music is that it's not mutually exclusive and yet it is the most mutually exclusive thing. It, it's like goes from one extreme to it the does, other. Yeah. Like snobbery. It, it is snobbery but oh, I nearly broke that. Um, but yeah, it like it is really sad that he died. Um, it's one of, I don't think there's any words for it because it's just one of those things and whatever your thoughts of Bowie are and even if you weren't into his music, do you know what he he was an icon and he I was. like you somewhere in your world he has played a part and you probably don't even realise that there's a soundtrack Labyrinth oh, even stop. the movies everything he did and like you said all those songs that do you, you know, don't even know, do you know Queen he was an influence on Queen for God's sake Madonna in the 80s it was so like really really David Bowie influence what was your instant because I saw yesterday you tweeted uh, oh no David the news just came out that David Bowie is dying yeah. what was your instant like what was the song that instantly went into your head Believe it or not, it was Under Pressure, wow. which is a Queen song. Mm. And now, even now, it makes me think, I'm so glad. that Because I love Queen. Yeah. I love Freddie Mercury, right? I love okay. Queen. And I'm so glad that even people who hated Queen, hated them so much, and loved David Bowie, now have to face up to the fact that David Bowie loved Queen. Yeah. Loved him. Like He's immortalised through them. Through like, the likes of yeah. Under Pressure. Because he rode Under Pressure with them, didn't he? Like yep. that was, So for me, that was the first song, even though it's not traditional. No, no, I know, but that's, but but that that's the, the beauty thing. of it. So you know what came to my head? No. Which is complete, like everyone, at least I was I was driving to Ireland AM yesterday morning and like Ian Dempsey was talking at length about it and was quite emotional about it. I heard a little bit of you talking about it. And uh, then I was listening to, I was listening to Radio X, Chris Moyles was talking about it and all very whatever. First thing that came to my head was the episode of Extras. 
Oh, and he's I... sitting with, and he's like, funny little fat man. And he's like, no, that's wrong. Fatty little fat man. Yeah. And all, that was all I could hear. And then ironically, Joey came in last night, was playing it on the phone. I was like, that has been in my head. That's my, my thought of him. I just, because you saw something different to the actor as yeah. such. Because he played a lot yeah. of characters. Like um, and then all the stuff that he did and, and the makeup or the, the clothes or whatever, it was just him. And it was you kind of saw that he was a funny bastard yeah. as, um, as well as everything it's else. It's brilliant. That is one of the funniest scenes. Extras oh, is an amazing thing. I don't stop. like... Like, Extras is just such amazing television. And oh. that one scene with him where he's like, little fat man yeah. and his pot nose face. Fat man and his pot nose face. Sing it's along, brilliant. it's from the top. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's fantastic. Bet. Bet. <laughs> I have to say, though, Ricky Gervais, I'm done with him. I'm finished with Ricky Gervais. He's just a mean, mean man. He's a mean man. He's not uh, a nice the globes guy. Globes are his bread and butter, and that's what he's out to do. It's all he has to shop more and more. You know, extras. I but, only uh, watched extras for the first time four years ago. Do you know why? Why? I filmed a pilot over in the UK for a television show, and it went down to like it, it was there was all TV shows being bought, and they bought extras, and they didn't buy our show. Oh. And I refused to watch extras. That's because he had the office. So he had yeah, the so legacy. It was like, you're up against this guy called... Now, I, I did it for an, an English like an English producers and stuff who were quite well known, but they were like, we're up against Ricky Gervais. It was like, good night, God bless. I'll just move on. Yeah, Thank see, you very yeah, much. Yeah. So I never did. But yeah, Golden Globes. He's just nasty. He's just being mean. I I'm not, I don't buy into this shit that, you know, just because you're... I don't think he's being nasty to be funny. No, well, the thing is that the jokes aren't that great. It's just, I can't believe you said that is the punchline. Basically, it. it's, I can't believe he said that is the yeah. punchline. I'm not into it. I'm not into it. Give me the likes of, you know, give me any other comedian that just tells funny jokes where you don't even know who the prota- protagonist and antagonist are and they're funny jokes because they have to be. They were but very just, obvious, weren't they? Yeah, like... The Sean Penn stuff and the then Sean he had the ben, uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. The Sean Penn joke was basically rat, rat, rat. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, then women making millions of movies handy one and then uh, the Caitlyn Jenner one was just mean and I have to say I don't think there's a single Actually, subject in the world that you can't make a joke about it's just the joke has to be good and the joke in in this case always seems to be you won't believe what I'm saying it's not actually a funny joke it's just you won't believe what I'm actually saying and that's not that to me is just being mean it's yeah, just being he, mean he is, it's I bullying see, yeah. and just because you're bullying millionaires doesn't mean you're not bullying you're still bullying you're still being an asshole you're being an asshole, uh, um, and I'm not into it. I don't like it. Do you know what? I have to say I agree with you. Based on that, I do agree with you, because in my eyes, I always, like, I went to see him do stand-up. I thought he was very, very funny. I think he's very, very funny. The guy's really talented. Yeah, but I, I suppose when you when you put it, yeah. Oh, he's really talented. He's a really, really talented guy. It's high for laughing. <laughs> but you see, the thing is, you get wrapped up in those things. And those things, it's very easy to sit there and giggle at them, and then it's not till you second guess it. To be honest, I didn't laugh, because when the Caitlyn Jenner joke, I went... Did you, yeah? I just don't think that's particularly funny. The Ben Affleck, I kind of went, oh, I can't believe he said that. I didn't hear the Ben Affleck joke. So he said about basically um, Ben Affleck having loads of affairs and that Matt Damon's the only person he hasn't cheated on. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, so there mean? you go. I don't know. I'm I don't having, know. Uh, a series, series relationship with uh, Celebrity Big Brother. Oh, you are. You've been tweeting about it and everything. You're well, hilarious. No, I'm You're just... hilarious. You know the thing about you is, right? Every so often, you're such a girl. Because you're like, you know what I mean? You're not, you, you know what I mean? Like, you're out there, you're, you're a very independent person. You're a very strong, good female role model, I think. I would reckon. Thanks, you know what I mean? BJ. You know what I mean? You don't get absorbed in your own bullshit. You're proactive. You are, And then you start tweeting about Celebrity Big Brother and like, oh, she's lost her mind again. You know, <laughs> I've been covering it for Ireland AM. I'm from the second night. Oh, look at you already establishing blame. I'm being paid to watch it. No, it's not even. I'd watch it regardless. I absolutely love it. And like from the second <laughs> night. I know you do. I just meant, you know, I'm just going to tweet it. I was like, my name is Suzanne Kane. I'm addicted to Big Brother. Just forget about it. Just, just leave me. I'm already dead. I get too emotionally involved with these people. You do. You're doing presumptuous texts. I've noticed you're doing presumptuous texts. So oh, you're, yeah, completely. You're doing those, or not texts, sorry, tweets. Tweets, yeah. So you're sending out those tweets. Let me talk you through them. Go on. As if the whole world knows what, what the bloody hell you're running with. Now, men do it more than women. That's true. Because men are watching telly and hey, it's like, what a girl! And nothing else. Or, Jesus, that was a mad pass. Or, sent off. Come on, ref, you bleeding tick. But you're doing the exact same thing with Celebrity Big Brother. It's true. So, basically, I'm... <laughs> you're obsessed. I'm obsessed. You've lost your mind. Oh, completely. You had a mind. And now it's gone. Do you know what? David Guest, 
he talked, he just, he, the taller, the bigger, the brick they can swallow, he just sits there and goes, these idiots are, he's like, so myself and Michael Jackson, after Michael Jackson told me that I should get plastic surgery, my face looks like this because of plastic surgery, and then we used to do this thing you guys don't have here, spider following. We'd find a spider, and we'd follow it, and the housemates are all sitting there, swallowing his shit going. Unbelievable. And it's not definitely not true. It's not just what rich people do because they're bored, no? Don't know. Because you know the way rich people do that? Rich people can just say the rich people get up to all sorts of shit because they've got time. They have all yeah. sorts of time in their hands and they don't know what to do. I could totally imagine meeting a person in town. What are you doing? I'm spider following. What's spider following? I'm bored. I'm a millionaire and I'm bored and I'm following a spider. It's like, <laughs> I can totally see that happening. I want to go spider following. I don't know about spider following. I don't know if it'd be for me. I wouldn't have the patience. No. I wouldn't have the patience to care. No. I wouldn't have the patience to care. Okay, I just want to be rich. Yeah, I yeah, of course you do. I want to be rich enough to spider following across my mind. I want to be rich enough to send somebody to spider follow for me and tell me. But anyway, look, I'm going through what could only be described as a serious relationship with Celebrity Big Brother. I'm up the walls with it. And <laughs> it's pathetic. But look, I have nothing else in my life. I, I started for the first time ever. I started, uh, I don't know how I missed out on it until now. It was Game of Thrones. And everybody's oh. been talking about Game of Thrones for years and years and years and years. Never watched it. Is it good? Oh my God, it's amazing. Uh, you say that about most things that you watch. I think you're easily amused. Well, I didn't say it about the... Listen, fu- I'm not judging here, by the way, because I have been watching Celebrity Big Brother, so... Yeah, well, I watched Making Murder and then the whole world Is went it good? crazy. Very, very good. Very, very, very good. But it's even better now because the news that's come out since... Don't tell me anything because I haven't watched it yet. It makes it, I won't blow anything. But the news that comes out keep it, since keep your loads to yourself. There. Yeah, is incredible. It adds so much more to the story. So okay. you watch the documentary yeah. and you think you know everything you need to know about the case, and then your curiosity gets the better of you, and you start interneting. And as soon as you okay. start interneting, you start finding out even more details so, and even more interviews that have been done since. It's it's the whole thing is absolutely fascinating. Am I right in saying this is kind of like cereal? I like your Ex- kicks. Oh, do you me little reds? Yeah, yeah. sorry. Um. <laughs> Uh, shiny um, is it like cereal except it's very like cereal that yeah. kind of thing but it's just the access they get is just unbelievable Good. like you've got this entire trial almost in, almost the entirety of this trial has been captured somehow mm. on camera both okay. sides backstage backstage <laughs> but in you know this what I mean? trial if you just go backstage it, there behind the scenes yeah. inside the prison all the prison phone Amazing. calls all the defences um Pre- preparation for going into the courtroom it's all there it's like 10 it's years worth or so is that right 10 years worth the two yeah. women that made it spent 10 years putting it together and Amazing. it's incredible and then at the end you realise yeah maybe they did have an agenda maybe they didn't so make up your own mind about it but it's incredible okay, to watch okay I'll watch it and I'll get back to you how about that yeah do I'm yeah. done with clickbait culture too clickbait culture is doing oh, my head pain in. in my arse I really you, really have a pain in my flute there's somebody an outlet let's just say that I follow on Twitter and Daily Mail no oh no Although the Daily Mail once wrote a story about me that um, I was <laughs> that my cousin I was my cousin's mystery woman. Your cousin's mystery woman. Yeah. Are was, you? No, I was. That at, would be a good mystery. I, it was actually the weekend I got engaged. That would be a good mystery, in fairness. It would. Uh, yeah, it was like that. We were Chris Moyle spotted with a mystery woman. Um, go on, why clickbait? <laughs> you were the mystery. And I was the mystery woman, and they That's cut they cut funny. Joey out of all of the pictures. He was absolutely. You can see his arm in one of them. And there's still a picture up online. Should be, yeah. Here you go. Try and you look. Chris Moyles gets flirty as he chats. Can you see? Yeah. As he chats up woman during late night party. That's me and him. Ah. Having ah, a... Ah, ah. What? Bit of publicity for you. No, because <laughs> they, they put me as Mystery Woman. They didn't even say Suzanne Kane. <laughs> you should call your show Mystery Woman. Suzanne Kane is Mystery Woman every do, Saturday. Do, do, I've been Michael Greco's Mystery Woman as well, actually. Have you? Ah, stop. Yeah. Uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Where is that? That's a beach somewhere. No, no, it was Dublin. Speaking of spotting celebrities and lilies, we spotted former EastEnders heartthrob Michael Greco strolling into the club recently with a mystery Irish brunette by his side. That's very funny. That's very funny. I love that. There you go. Can we mystery brunette you to other people? Yeah. <laughs> How do we do that? <laughs> I could just go and stand beside people getting their picture taken up. Wrap your arms around Dahi O'Shea or something. Yeah, we're wrapping my arms around Dahi O'Shea, all right, here <laughs> of the fucking week. Ah! <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. I was talking about clickbait culture. Sorry, that's what yeah, I was doing my head got, Sorry, I got distracted I'm with doing my clickbait culture. It's annoys the shit out of me. I'm sick of it. I'm yeah. sick of this making a story that isn't a story shit. Lady Gaga bumping off Leonardo DiCaprio's elbow. 
No story. And he made a face. He made a face because somebody hit his elbow. And it was an accident on both parts. Not a story. Leave it out. I'm done with it. Beyonce. It's January. Who? Beyonce. It's January. Beyonce. Yeah, it is Beyonce. Why would you say it? Beyonce. Yeah, Beyonce. She's wearing a big jacket. That's what your dad said. Beyonce. Beyonce. Who is your woman? She puts on a big coat because it's January. Preggers. Pregnant. Is she pregnant? No, she's fucking freezing. Because it's, yeah, it's New York. Because it's New York. And it's minus 10. And it's, yeah, it's insane weather. And there was more, there was so many of these rubbish clickbait things. Poor old Vogue Williams gets her phone nicked off her. Walking down Terrifying. the streets of London. Uh, and all of a sudden, Vogue's terror on the streets. It was a little shitbag grabbed the phone over her hand. That's like, not I, good. It's not good. But seriously, it's clickbait, shite. Leave Vogue, Lady Gaga, Leonardo and Beyonce. Leave them all alone. But I'm just saying those stories, they, they're head wreckers. They really are head wreckers. We never like... had a chance to talk about this. For what? I went to see my acupuncturist. Oh, Jesus. Oh, uh, yeah. And what do you, yeah, so you feel the same? We'll, well start we there. didn't actually do anything. We just had a consultation. <laughs> How much was that? How much was that? <laughs> How much was that? <laughs> Fairness. <It's good. laughs> Consultation was free. Oh, was he? he must but then have... he puts you on a plan, and I need to go to him at least ten times at eighty quid a shot. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> but to be honest with you, oh I'm completely, I'm completely out of balance. I'm completely off. I'm so all take to... some antidepressants, then. <laughs> Don't be. I'm all to one side. He thinks my stomach is up under my rib cage. My blood is completely oh wrong. God. It's like treacle. He did a blood test. He did, yeah. No, he knows. By oh, the way, does I he answered put his the ear question. to your to your head or something. Did he? Uh, well, what did he do? He put his head to your. He didn't. He, I answered. I answered a series of questions. Oh, oh, give me a shot. Like what sort of questions? Do you wake up in the morning? Do you feel tired? Yeah. <laughs> no. Ah, that's an amazing question. Okay, right. Uh, that's an amazing question. Right, so Damn. nobody does that. So you're obviously sick. So for a start, you're tired when you wake up first thing in the morning, right? And when you're driving at night, do the headlights of other cars start? <laughs> do bright lights startle you? Oh my God. I hope this isn't, this could be fatal. You wake up tired and bright lights startle you. Okay, Jesus, this is getting dangerous. I'm sorry for laughing. I mean, I'm worried about you now. Tell me what else. More questions. Oh, Jesus. Do you find yourself, your emotions are very conflicted. <laughs> oh my God. You feel differently about things. Jesus. It's no wonder your blood's like fucking glue. It's no wonder. How do you get through the day? Honest to God. If someone puts a light in your face. You might think twice about something. Oh, Jesus. I'm this 80 quid next week. Oh, I can't believe it. Of course you are. You, you ne- might nearly be dead. Give us another question. What else did he ask you? Oh, this is serious shit. This is really serious shit. What else did he ask you? Oh, fucking hell. I think you're going to need surgery. <laughs> when you wake up during the night, you have to go to the toilet. Oh, my God. Oh, you're so ill. Oh, you know that's the first sign of death is that you wake up needing to go to the toilet. Your bladder's not supposed to wake you up. You're supposed to go in the bed. That's the most natural thing. Most of us just piss our beds, wake up and go, oh, at least I didn't wake up in the middle of the night. I would have been sick. <laughs> it's amazing the way if you drink fluids, it has a tendency to come back out the other end. Oh, you're so glad. I'm so glad you're seeing this, man. So glad you're seeing this. Anyway, so basically... What's his name? I bet you it's... What's his name? No. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, my body's all off. I'm oh, of I'm completely out of balance. My left eye is com- I'm completely off. So he what needs to. What do you mean your left eye? What's wrong with your left eye? My left eye is completely. I'm completely. I'm not. Oh, Susan. I'm not in balance. <laughs> Please don't give this man your money. <laughs> You've got a child. And he's going to put everything back into the right place. Like my my. I'm just. Oh, am I tired after I eat? Oh. Tired after you eat? Yeah. Oh, imagine. It's funny the way dogs and people tend to fall asleep after their dinner. Yeah, I'm tired after I eat. So, look. You know those are... It's a miracle. He's literally saying to you, Suzanne, I need you to answer some questions before we stick needles in you. Do you go to bed at night and wake up in the morning? (gasps) Yes. Terrifying. Suzanne, do you get dressed before you leave the house? Oh, my God. This is an absolute shock. Suzanne, if you're awake for 20 hours, would you like to sleep? Yes. Oh, this is tragic stuff. <laughs> tragic stuff. You're not well. It's your left side. <laughs> it's your left side and your glue blood. Oh, my glue blood. So, yeah. Oh, <clears throat> God almighty. What a chancer.
I told you last week I'll say it again Go home And stick your thumb Up your bottom And save yourself What's 80 by 10 Eight, 800 quid 800 euro Save yourself 800 It could, it could run to 12 Or 15 sessions Of course it could That's so ridiculous He does martial arts And every analogy That he gave I actually swear to God I could have been on Naked Camera I don't know Every analogy he gave Was based on a television programme that's cause, of course it was. That's all he's doing. He's not studying. And the relationship was—he was trying to explain it, like the relationship you're, between like your organs and your blood is something. He's like, it's like the relationship between Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. <laughs> Seriously, Suzanne, please don't give this man your money. Take my money. Imagine you went to see a cardiologist and you had a heart attack <laughs> and you said, "What happened?" Well, basically, have you ever seen when Harry met Sally? Because <laughs> what happened there was they weren't getting on. So your aorta, it's not having the best of times, you know, with the old uh, valve there. You know, it's, it's crazy Can I just stuff. say as well, actually, that the only thing that I did, I kind of had to zone myself back in, is that <clears throat> he's from Dublin. Like he's a, I know Dublin, he is. He's a Dublin guy. Trust me, I guessed that long ago. But obviously acupuncture is a, is a, is a Chinese... Yeah, China Terry, is that his name? I think I've heard of him. <laughs> it's a Chinese medical treatment, like. Yeah, do you know why they used it, though? Because they didn't have real medicine. But he referred to himself as we all the time, like as in we the Chinese. He did not. We find. He's about as Chinese as a bag of chicken balls. Yeah. <laughs> it just kept saying we. He's as And eventually I was like, what is he talking about? He's a about wee? as Chinese as a tree and one. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's the funniest thing. Please yeah. don't give that man your money. Okay. Do you know what this reminds me of? Although this is a. My uh, birth father, he uh, had yeah. a wart on. <laughs> Here we go. Adoption again. I'm not going into it, don't no, worry. I'm only joking, go on. He had a wart on his hand, right? Yeah. Years. Years he had it on okay. his hand, right? Years. And I couldn't get rid of it. Mm-hmm. So I just sort of became accustomed to his being there and didn't do anything about it. And after a while, one of his family members uh, says to him, listen, I know what you do. You get this faith healer guy. He's brilliant. Contact this faith healer, right? And he's there, oh, Jesus, what a load of, t- load of nonsense. But just to please the man, and just out of pure curiosity, he rings this fate healer. Manners as well. It's an Irish thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Manners. I told him you were going to ring. Oh, Jesus, I better, better ring. ring. Yeah. So he rings and your man says, you don't need to come in and see me. You don't need to come in and see me. You just get a piece of paper. You put your hand on the piece of paper and you draw around your hand, right? Okay. Like that with the pen. You know, as you yeah. would as a kid. <clears throat> then you put 50 euro in the page. You roll it up and you post it to me and I'll take it from there. <laughs> Right? So, EJ Daddy is, he does it. He, he, he writes, he puts his hand down, he does the thing, wrote the 50 euro, puts it in an envelope, sends it off. A week later. A week later. Go now, on. this is one that's been there for years, right? The, the thing starts to uh, get all crusty. No way. Yeah. Then the top falls off, it, but it doesn't come back. It says he can see a little bit of blood through it. So, it's starting to circulate blood for the first time in a very, very long time. Within a month, it's completely and utterly gone. Shut up. He's going around telling everyone, you're not going, I know, I'm, I was sceptical, I sent this off, it happened, I'm telling you, you got to talk to this guy, I don't know how he does it, but he does it, I've been totally transformed. A week after that, he gets a letter in the door, he opens it up, it's his drawing of his hand with the 50 euro still in it. The letter says, sorry I was feeling a bit ill the last month, so I never got around to this, contact me again next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. China Terry, you can talk yourself into anything. China Terry is <clears> not going to have an effect on you. 800 euro sticking needles in your ear. <laughs> do you watch emotional ads and feel affected by them? <gasps> oh, yeah, I do, yeah. Oh, God. He took my pulse when I was, when I, as, he, uh, as I went in. Later on, he then explained to me that as he shook my hand, he took my pulse. He's, he's, he's essentially an acupuncturist ninja. Anyway, Dublin Podcast. <laughs> Dublin Podcast, subscribe. On uh, FaceTube. Uh, FaceTube, iTunes, SoundCloud. It's all up there. And you know what? Send us an email or tweet us at Suzanne4FM at PJ Gallagher and tell us what you think of it because people send really, really funny tweets and they make me laugh and it makes my day. It does make my day as well. And I'm 13 stone. I'm losing pounds as well. I'll check in weight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Bye. Bye.